And we're live. Hooray. Top down time. Whee. Top down. Top down time. Top down. Top down time. Up, up, down, down time. <laughs> the up, up, down, down show. That's something else. That is something else. That's, yeah, that is something else. That's uh, before we get into stuff, we wanted to all take a moment and address the elephant in the room that is 2020. Ugh, the entire yeah. year. Basically, the, the gift that keeps on giving. You guys remember uh, Murder Hornets? Yeah, that was like two weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah. You, you guys remember COVID? That's still oh. happening? That Yeah, that's still going. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like those are like a thing of the past almost as, as we moved into, as we've turned the page uh, and then the book got darker. Um, anyway, uh, so we wanted to, uh, you know, the, the U S and the world is in a weird spot right now. And we all felt that we wanted to just say a quick thing at the top of the show. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of putting a, a foot down, kind of taking a stance. Because uh, you know, I believe not taking a stance is kind of a stance. But if somehow you don't know, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of weird racial issues going on. <clears throat> Excuse me, primarily in the states. That's where I'm hearing a lot of it. But I know around the world there are protests going on, riots, all this other kind of stuff. And yeah, there are protests here in Calgary. Calgary, yeah, I saw yeah. video videos of Calgary and whatnot. Um, and we just wanted to, like, say, you know, hey, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, first you know, and foremost. Like, first and foremost, Black Lives Matter. Um, we don't support the extreme measures that a lot of these cops you keep seeing online are going to. Uh, it's just pretty crazy. It's making a bummer of a year. That much more of a bummer of the year. Um, yep. Uh, and you know, like I, I definitely kind of realize that this is, you know, this, this show we put on is though, it's a small platform. It is a platform as someone who, you know, I, I love recording podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. So, you know, I would think it's weird if the podcast I was listening to on a weekly basis just didn't really say something, you know, we open up a lot of our lives to, to the internet and to our fans. So you know, we wanted we wanted to make sure you guys know kind of where we stand and 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 how in no way do we support the brutality that is going on. Um, and just like it is evident there is a problem kind of with society, obviously, otherwise these protests would not be happening. Um you know, there's not a ton we can do as a podcast, you know, but we can at least say to our listeners, you know, at the very least, you need to listen to what's going on. If yeah. you're confused about what's going on, you need to take that extra step to find out, you know, what what is confusing? How can I how can I kind of get educated on some way? Because uh, these are incredibly, you know, horrible systemic problems that who knows we'll get squashed this time around, but these things seem to happen every few years and it keeps happening. Um, yeah. Anyway, that, that yeah. was kind of my part. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add before moving on. Um, 
Yeah, I think there are a lot of resources out there people should be looking into. If there is stuff you want to do, there are a bunch of uh, people that have put together uh, lists of, um, like, the standard stuff you would do, like YouTube videos, streams, stuff like that, that you could donate to, that you could just, like, give ad revenue to by giving watch time or whatever, and then that usually goes to the Black Lives Matters cause and uh, keeping people, like, free from prison and posting their bail and stuff like that. There are... Um, different lists you can look for i do caution people to be careful because it's times like this that people like to take uh advantage of people that are willing to give to causes so do a little bit of homework first but uh i definitely do recommend if you can give monetarily to some of the stuff that's uh keeping people going right now especially when they're on the front line fighting the good fight and all that sort of stuff um just know what you're donating to and more importantly just like be kind of aware of what's going on um yeah i think that's like the ba- the bare minimum here like it's you know, not everyone minimum. can can donate no one's you know even with, we, with covid everyone was already in a weird financial situation mm-hmm. but i think at the bare minimum you need to you need to be quiet for a bit and listen and you know be loud where it's where it's needed in some sure. way um you know, uh, I think I think the protests are good. We've seen some of the protests go too far in some some regards, some maybe not going far enough. Um, yeah. But I definitely feel there is a side that has gone too far, which is not OK. Yeah, um, it's pretty obvious what side that is. Yeah, like, you know, Twitter has always sucked, but like, <laughs> yeah, Twitter really <laughs> sucks to just scroll through right now, like just from like a. It- is anything happy going on? No. Here, here's the thing, yeah. too. The thing to keep in mind is, like, it's great that everyone's, like, fired up and, like, worked up about things right now and trying to make a difference. But, like, this fight has to continue. This energy has to continue after yeah. after all the protests die down, too. Like, yeah. people, like, you have to focus on elections, even though, like, the groups that are in the cities that started these riots were mainly Democratic still need to work on like the down ballot to make sure there's more progressive options and more uh, people of color working on things. Uh, there has to be more outrage because there's no way this stops now. Even if people succeed yeah. with what they're working towards now, people are going to hide that this shit is still happening. Like don't, for sure. don't get complacent is, is basically where I'm trying to go with this. Yep. And, for st- sure. and stay safe during all of this. If you need detox time, take detox time. Just, understand why we're talking about this right now right and we don't this this won't be the whole show no no no, no. Uh, yeah. I, I i also un- understand um that you know this podcast can be an escape for people and we've had audience members write in saying you know hey thanks for like continuing to put on a show i know i value that having an escapism whether it's through a podcast through games or something like that and we definitely want to keep doing that we just wanted to take the first few minutes at the top um, cause I feel like if we hadn't, we're not doing our job, um, just as like people in a society sure. to, uh, and I would have felt bad about that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyways, this is the top down perspective for June 4th. Happy June. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Um, and, uh, John, you're going to start us off because your game won the poll on YouTube. Uh, tell us about what you've been playing. Uh, what the golf. Yeah. Yeah. So what the golf is this month's game clearing, uh, game for the, for the stream. 
So we were playing okay. for that. We, I thought you were about to say TDP plus, and I was going to go, oh, wait, what? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I was confused why you were bringing up like the poll on YouTube. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't post this on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, uh, that threw me off a little too, actually. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, well, 23 people know what I'm talking about. There you go. What the Golf <laughs> is a real fun uh, game for people who don't like golf. It's actually like, really stupid, but very goofy. We got about seventy cool. percent. What are you playing it on? Like, what what brought this about? Because it's been out for a bit. Yeah, I'm playing on Epic. Okay, yeah. all right. But uh, yeah, so it didn't it, it, like it, recently, it come recently come to came to Switch, like within the past two weeks. Okay, I'm surprised you didn't go with the Switch version because I bought it day one on uh, on Epic. Mm. And you just had it for a while. Yeah. So I, I I streamed it the original day that it came out. I just never got around to continuing to play it. And then uh, I figured I needed a game. Like every, what I do every month is I throw up about a list of twelve games, and I let my my subscribers vote on what game we do for the month on Mondays. And uh, what the golf had been on there for two other months it had been carried over because it was like in the top three for the past two months. And it just happened to win okay. this month, so that's why we're playing it. This is a very TDP plus way of of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Sooner or later, the game will win it. Basically, yeah. No, it it was good. Uh, it's been good so far. Like I said, seventy percent through the game. We the last zone we did, I think, was the music zone. So that's the one that had the Guitar Hero mini game and stuff like that. But uh, it has been super fun. I've really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, it, you've definitely gone past uh, what where I was at. I I, I don't even remember where I was because I played it when it launched on Apple Arcade back in like September. Yeah. Hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, we've been doing. I think you should explain why it's a golf game for people who don't like golf. Yeah. So it's slash it, why it's the best golf game. It starts <laughs> off as a, as a normal golf game where it's like, okay, here's the ball, aim it, pick your power, then shoot it at the flag, and then uh, you have like a couple of rounds of just normal golf. It just seems like a little trickier, and then suddenly when you go swing at the ball you the golfer fly forward instead and then you find out you're controlling the golfer and have to hit the flag and then it just starts ramping up the silliness from there so it, it, yep. it's a golf game that does not take itself seriously and just keeps giving you weird challenges and just weird subversions and it also throws in references to other games like uh, at one point tons of game references at one point you basically have to play a super mario brothers level uh at portal yeah and portal super hot Guitar Hero. Oh yeah, like there's a lot. Of, I didn't. I never got to the Guitar Hero stuff. Okay, that it's very very quick, but it's pretty fun. Okay. Uh, and each stage also has like certain challenges you can do as well for extra for extra clear rate. So you can do like you'll have to do a certain mission, and then the next time you do it, you have to do it within so many strokes. And then the next mission will just be like, all right, these guys were bugging you. Now you get to knock them all over. Like just little things like that. Sure. Yep. There's a there's a lot of. I remember during uh, Christmas, it had they had a advent calendar, was their um, like holiday event, and they gave you a new series of levels every day up until Christmas, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool! I wasn't aware of that. Huh. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's a it's a super fun, goofy idea. It's about uh, if you're going for 100, percent it's about eight hours long. But even if you, if you don't, it's like five and under. It's it's been a blast. Yeah, there's a lot because like every level has like three levels inside of it. Yeah, so. I I thought it was longer than eight hours, but again, I didn't make it too far. But I just there was a lot of stages in that game. Now, how long to beat has it at? I believe five. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Yep. Uh, main story three hours. Completion is seven and a half. Right on. 
Yeah, so no, this has been super good. And honestly, I do recommend it. They have like a daily challenge you can do where you just get a bunch of randomized stages, which are based on the ones in the game, and you can just do those. There's an impossible challenge, which is supposed to be super difficult. Does the PC version have a like show your friend mode? Show your friend mode? Yeah, there's it, it, I, that's not exactly what it's called. I wonder if I still have the game installed. Um, but on the main menu, it's it, it's like a trial or like a demo mode or whatever that kind of gives you like a really like bite sized like here's what the rest of the game could kind of be like it would be per- perfect to hand it off and someone and be like just just play this real quick no. to kind of get an idea of what this whole game is about. The closest thing to that in the game would probably be the daily challenge. Yeah, actually, it is straight up called "Show to a Friend." Weird. No, I don't. I don't recognize huh. that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you just maybe didn't. You have to like swipe to get to it. So maybe I don't. And then they have like leaderboards. So I don't know what the PC one looks like. Um, but I thought that was just a really good idea. And someone in the chat is saying the Switch version is twenty five bucks Canadian. Not sure if PC is cheaper. I, I'm a, I'm sure the PC one is cheaper, uh, especially on the Epic Store, which they just gave out like a ten dollar coupon. Yeah, no, I got it with one of the so, Christmas coupons. So the game was basically free. Yeah, it so is like, twenty two dollars Canadian on Epic. Right, but and with everyone getting a ten dollar coupon, there's twelve bucks Canadian, yep. or probably ten bucks uh, American. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yep. Other than that, I have been playing. I just started a little bit before the podcast. Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Nice. So is this, is this the Apple Arcade one? Yes, it just came out uh, on other platforms like uh, last week. It's about a week old now. And uh, that right that on. is a Shantae. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It is a Shantae <laughs> game. It's a Metroidvania. If you haven't figured out if you like this series or not by the fifth game, I don't think this one's going to change your mind, but it is a fun little uh, Metroidvania so far. And that's all. Is it as good as the other ones? Are you liking it? So far, I'm enjoying it, but like I said, I'm not all that far in it yet. I haven't really gotten to the the, the meat and potatoes of it. I've just started exploring a little bit of dungeons now. So, but uh, I've been a fan of pretty much every Shantae game I played, except for like the very first one since it's a bit aged now. Uh, But so far, so good. Right on. That's all cool. the plan. Uh, okay, Paul, you've got a whole bunch here. Yeah, uh, let's put a bow on Minecraft Dungeons. That thing's done. I'm over level 100. I'm almost max cap on uh, gear level. I've done every secret dungeon and everything you can, and I have a build that makes it so I can't die as long as I hit something. So that game's done. Um, Monster I, uh, Train. I just unlocked Apocalypse difficulty myself. Nice. Uh, Monster Train might be one of the games of the year contenders. This game is absolutely fucking phenomenal. I've, I've been it's seeing so everyone good. going crazy over this. Is it really that good? It's extraordinarily good. This is Slay the Spire like type shit going on here. It's very good. Okay, so what Monster Train is is you are literally bringing an ember to hell as a bunch of demons on a train and you have to bring it there safely while like bands of heaven are trying to destroy the train and the ember or whatever so you're going through the different layers of hell and e- after each one you get attacked by uh like a, what are they called the heaven sword basically like an angelic boss from heaven of some sort and like all his cronies and you have to like fight them off or whatever to continue on the way it's set up is that it's kind of like um 
Slay the Spire where you would have different fights or whatever, but every fight is like all together at the same time and the tr- there's like different layers to the train. So everything starts at like the entry layer where everything kind of comes up, um, comes into the train and you have to kind of stop them from there. And then if they get past those guys, they go up to the next level of the train, then the next level and then the next level and then they'll start attacking your um, like your ember. But let, let's call it a core. Basically, it's kind of like a MOBA almost where you have to defend it. It's like a tower defense slay the spire type thing going on. Um, It's cool because it's like where in slay the spire you are deck building and you're attacking stuff. This is very much more like reactionary to what's going on. You have to see like what you're getting attacked by and kind of like do you have to set up defenses against it and it's i don't know it's hard to explain without like making it sound super complicated but basically it's just like a whole bunch of fights in a row and then a boss and you're setting up basically like a tower defense but using a deck building game as the main mechanic for like what you're setting up it's very very cool uh rounds are pretty cool i want to play it rounds are very quick uh takes about like maybe half an hour or so to like get pretty far in and it's quite difficult and i guess like unlike slay the spire you can really really build a run of sorts like you can in slay the spire as well but it definitely feels more roguelikey where you are building like into a certain gimmick or whatever because if you don't min max you're probably screwed because the enemy is so much stronger than you usually and like it's i don't know it's hard to talk about but if you like card building games you have to try this game out it's absolutely phenomenal it's definitely a game of the year contender so far uh which is kind of surprising because it looks kind of like a free-to-play mobile game (laughs) honestly when you look at screenshots and stuff of it it looks kind of weird but it's very very hear the art wasn't great it didn't look uh super great to be fair i don't think slay the spire looks that great i think this looks way better than slay the spire but it's on that same level of this is an indie thing for sure it's uh well i I don't know. I, I don't know if I can agree with that because I've seen plenty of indie games that look fantastic. Mm. Um, but uh, I have heard the comparison. It kind of looks like a mobile game. <clears throat> yeah, it does definitely look like a mobile game. Uh, and it's not too expensive. I think it's like, what, 20 bucks or something? It's definitely worth the money. It's uh, very, very good. Uh, I The next two are two things I tried out just today, actually. So Gunfire Reborn is a game made by some company in Japan that kind of plays like a first person risk of rain in like a standard roguelike format of you go into a room, there's a bunch of enemies you have to kill before the room like unlocks and you can continue on and it gets harder and harder and you get like different power ups to build your run with um, to like make your character stronger or the guns that you're using stronger so, yeah, it's just an early access kind of cool little dungeon explorey roguelite thing that if you're into the if you're into the idea of like a Borderlands cross with Risk of Rain, this is probably something to maybe keep your eyes open yeah, for. Sounds it's up very my very cheap. It's like 10 bucks as well. Um okay. I did play it with a buddy who lives in Russia, so like we had no leg at all which is pretty good because a lot of games usually lag when we're 
playing together. And it has co-op up to four people in it. But yeah, very cool game. I'm excited to see what more comes of it. That's Gunfire Reborn. And yeah, 10 bucks on Steam or so. The last game got on my radar because it's the first game of Konami's new, hey, we want to publish indies thing that they're doing now. Where uh, they decided they do want to still take part in the gaming industry somewhat. And it's called Skell Attack. It is an action platformy game that is very, very cute with good music and it plays like shit. So it's a, it's a bummer. What's wrong with it? So the platforming in it feels very bad. Specifically, the wall jumping is extraordinarily bad. It's something to do with there's no good... There's weird air momentum when you're uh, jumping off of a wall. You can't change direction easily in midair. And the way you jump off of a wall is by, like, pushing the d-pad the opposite way rather than actually using like a jump so you get this weird like problem where sometimes you don't want to stick to a wall but you automatically will and if you try to move away from it you'll just automatically jump off of it this is very very poorly made um and it focuses a lot on platforming to the point where i was saying okay this feels like shit but maybe there's not going to be a whole lot of platforming there's a lot of platforming. <laughs> it is very, very platform heavy. Specifically, there's a lot of wall jumping moments and insta-kill death traps. And yeah, it's really too bad because it's an absolutely gorgeous game. The art style is so good. The music is fantastic. The writing is kind of cute. Um, maybe a little too cutesy for me, but like it's pretty good. Uh, but I don't want to play through it. <laughs> like, I don't want to play any more of it. It just feels so bad. Um, so kind of a letdown, and I kind of hate that. I'm ending my little segment of what I played on a downer when everything else has been so good. But there you go. Uh, you could they can't probably, all be winners. Yeah, you, they can't all be winners. You can check it out if you want. It's about 30 bucks Canadian. Uh, it is on both Steam and... That sounds ridiculous for a game you don't like. Yeah. Also, I heard it's like four hours long, <laughs> so it's very, very short as well. Um, I don't recommend it, but if you wanted to try it out and see, like, maybe it's one of those games where I've seen other people's reactions to it and I've seen their uh, reviews to it. And a lot of people are like with me saying like this is just kind of like poorly made and mechanically it fails, but it's really nice. Some other people are like, well, I got used to how like crappy it is and then I was able to enjoy it or whatever. I don't know. I don't I don't recommend it. If you want to get it on Steam, try it out. And if you like refund it, if you don't like it or play through it, if you do, that's up to you. I think it's really, really cool looking. I just wish I liked it. And it's such a bummer. But that's all I've been playing. All right. Well, uh, let me tell you guys about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, okay. This game yeah. never, never ends. Dude, I know. Uh, oh, hints, I know. Hence Odyssey. <laughs> it's right in the name. Holy, holy smokes. Um, I am now 37 hours into it. Oh, I think wow. I'm halfway through the story. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's this weird thing of like, because I'm playing it so late after it came out, there's all, and because I bought the season pass. <clears throat> okay. You know, a year or so ago. I have all this extra stuff in there that I 
half the time I don't know if I'm playing a story mission or not. Um, and I kind of wish I wish other games did this too. Just from like an like an organizational standpoint, I kind of wish that games would like highlight this is a main story mission. And and some games definitely do tend to do that. Assassin's Creed Odyssey does not. Yeah, true. Um, so I can't even like you know like beeline it for the end of the main story because I don't even know what mission that would be. Um, but I would love if if. Cause, cause they have all the missions are obviously named, and then they also have missions that are in like categories. But the categories are also like they're named kind of in like the same thematic way. Like these missions are the legacy of the first blade. Which, like, if I, what does that mean? Is that just like a random chunk? <laughs> like, is that chapter two of this game? No, that happens to be the free DLC that they put out last December. Okay, well, like, how am I supposed to know? Like. Yeah, it's because it's all just put in there. I guess I guess there are there's definitely an argument for just like put it all in there and you just, you know, turn your mind off and you can there's missions forever. You never have to play another game. Yeah, and I guess there, there, there's an argument for that. I'm sure someone likes that that part of it. But I kind of just wish I would know, like, is this DLC? Is this like a main mission? Is this just like a bullshit mission? Because Odyssey does straight up just have like procedurally generated missions that you can pick up that are just like a complete waste of time. But if you're looking for just like a carrot on the stick, if you if you do want this game to never end, like Odyssey's there for you. They, they will just keep generating a mission where you have to go across the map, kill a guy, get in a fight with a bigger guy, and then come back for a reward. You'll get some experience. You'll get a new shiny sword. Like those will happen forever. Um, so again, I just kind of wish this game like highlighted like is this important should i even care about this where did this mission come from was this after the game would it make more sense if i was playing this after the game um but yeah anyway um i'm still going through that uh i i i will i will beat that game at this point i put so much time into it i have to beat it otherwise what was the point i believe in you like you got it yeah, but I only have I I have like two weeks left until Last of Us. Yep. So this thing has to hurry itself up, <laughs> which I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, uh, new game I played uh, was is called Astrologaster. This is on Game Pass for PC. I believe it's also on Steam and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know if that's true. It I know is. it's on phones. Okay, it's on Steam. All mm-hmm. right. I know it's on phones, which that's what I was actually holding out to wait to play it. I had heard about it first as a mobile game, uh, which I and I think it would work fantastic as a mobile game because the the amount of inputs on it are very minimal and they're kind of just swipes anyway. Um, but I played through Game Pass on PC because I have that at the moment uh, since because due to Gears Tactics. Sure. You play. Uh, oh, man, I don't even remember the main character's name. I'm going to say okay. his name's Henry. OK, if it's not. That, so he is, I don't know if, I don't think Astrologaster is an actual uh, name for someone, but he is a doctor of astrology and physic. Okay. Um, this is, this is set during like, uh, kind of, um, like when it's, it's the same time period as, uh, a plague tale. Cause it's all, it's all okay. surrounding like the great plague and, and stuff like that. So during the inquisition. Though inquisition era yeah Yeah. and everyone's and but like and but like shakespeare's there like people reference shakespeare okay um 
So, you know, it's set in olden times. So you, you play this doctor who, again, his primary um, methods are consulting the stars about how to heal you. And, or, but he can also, like, he also helps you, like, predict the future. So someone, so the way the game works is a character will come to your little doctor's office with either some kind of illness or some problem that they have and say, what should I do about this? How should I proceed? And then he'll be like, all right, well, you know, Henry will be like, let's, let me consult the stars. At that point, you basically get to choose. It's like a multiple choice. You get to pick a constellation. And in no way does the game kind of tell, like, kind of hint at, like, oh, there's a right answer here. It'll kind of just give you, like, readings that I guess constellations represent. I don't believe in astrology myself. Let me, let me say that first and foremost. Okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not a crystal guy. I'm not going to recommend getting one of those bracelets so that you have better balance. That's not me. I'm not that guy. I'm just not that guy. Sure. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I can turn that off to play some Astrologaster. Anyways, yeah. you pick it. You pick a uh, constellation, and then based on I don't know what Henry says. Hey, this is what you should do uh, for your or this is or he'll sometimes straight up say this is the illness you have and this is what you need to do about it. And because it's olden times, it's weird stuff like you need to take a piece of lead and put it on your genitals for eight hours a day so yep. that they absorb the lead's properties. Yep classic okay. well you know it's old it's it's olden times you know like, there's weird stuff like that you need to you, you need to dip your head into urine if you want to have your hair become a lighter color so that you can play uh, a younger roles in the in the theater you know stuff like that um okay good advice so is it first off it's, it's all <laughs> i don't know uh for actually for that specific one it wasn't it wasn't great advice at first but it worked out it worked out. Um, so you're kind of just like, you know, shooting in the dark, being like, I hope I hope this is correct. I can't tell you if it's actually based in astrology and if looking at the Gemini constellation would help an STD. I can't tell you that. I'm Again, I'm not that guy. Um, so maybe someone else would get a bit more out of that part. I don't think that's important, though, because the game is fully voice acted and it's pretty funny. As as hopefully I've, I've indicated in some way, because like these people have the weirdest problems, like someone keeps sneaking up to my window and is peeping on me. What should I do? Well, let's consult the stars and find out who it is. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just weird, weird stuff like that. Um, there's weird like things going on with kings and 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 popes uh, and you and they keep coming to your house at the same time. The whole time you are. You're you're kind of under some oppression because you don't have a medical license, so they want you to stop practicing, you know, you know, quote unquote medicine. They want you to stop being a doctor and giving your services out. Um, so there's this whole kind of relationship mechanic where if you give the enough good advice to someone, they'll write you a letter of recommendation. So kind of the overall goal is you're trying to get eight of these letters of recommendation so that you can get a medical license from the university. Um, it's about six hours long. It's just it's a full story game. Uh, the way I, well, the reason I say it, it would be really good on phones and it is on phones is the whole um, art style is a pop up book. So every time your people are talking, you are like swiping a page and, and you know they, like the book forms and then everything kind of builds up. Fully voice acted. Every time a character comes to you your um, residence, 
there's this like funny little choir song. There's all these unique little songs about the characters that are absolutely delightful. Um, they are they are a complete treat because um, they come out of nowhere. They're, they're just they're pretty good. Uh, I'd recommend it if you have Game Pass for PC. It's a no brainer. Otherwise, I think it's like five dollars on phones. I don't know how much the Steam one is. It's like eleven bucks. That's Canadian, so it's got to be like ten, 10 bucks, bucks. Uh, yeah. American. Yeah. Um, that might be a bit much. I don't know if I would spend ten bucks on it. I would definitely spend five bucks on it. Okay. Um, but uh, if you do have Game Pass for PC, definitely check it out. It's a funny little thing. Uh, again, uh, that was Astrologaster. Cool. And uh, with that, let's do some news. Yeah. All right. So uh, these first two pieces, uh, like we were talking about at the top of the podcast here. Uh, with Black Lives Matter going on, a bunch of different companies just in general have kind of drawn their line in the sand and where they stand on it. One of which, of course, was Sony. Uh, they were supposed to have a their PlayStation 5 event today, and they put out a statement saying that due to like the timing and um, other voices needing to be heard at this time that they're going to postpone it for now. There has been no update uh, currently as to when. They're going to reschedule or anything like that. I think but they've said soon. They said soon, yeah. I think they came out and said soon. But yeah, no, I, I even remember last week I was saying something's happening this week. I keep hearing about like Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, but then they, then like a day after we recorded, they announced Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and then like Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday, they postponed. But right now it is soon. Uh, and, this, and that event is going to be uh, PlayStation 5 games. Uh, so probably not getting to see the console, definitely not hearing a price, I'd assume. Uh, we're just going to be getting to see more games coming to PS5. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I personally thought was kind of cool, Humble is launching a $1 million fund to help publish games by black developers uh, to give them a little more help uh, getting their voices out there as well. There, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's been going on out there that uh, some of which I didn't pull because I didn't read too much into it before I had to leave uh, the house today to do some stuff. Like Treyarch is putting in some more implementation to deal with racism in their community and video games and stuff like that. And there's a whole bunch of stuff going on right there. But these are two I found particularly. Uh, yeah, good. I saw I saw the tweet from like the Call of Duty account. Yeah. Saying, hey, we're going to add in all these things that are going to like. We're going to be banning harder. We're going to be putting more restrictions on like racial slurs and stuff like that. We're going to be doing all, we're going to be putting all this stuff in the games now. Yeah. And, and one of those sentiments I kind of saw, which I somewhat agree with was like, you had the ability to do this the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Why were you okay with some of that being in there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. At least it's getting done. Anyway, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is just uh, some information I found was kind of cool. Minecraft Dungeons is getting full cross-play support, so you'll be able to play with people on, no matter what they were playing on pretty soon. So that's good. That's good. It's weird that the PC and the Xbox version don't have that right now. That is weird. Yep. <laughs> yep. That is super weird. Yep. Especially since the PC version doesn't play right without a controller anyway. You are basically playing an Xbox version on your monitor. So I think I even heard it doesn't have cross-save between the two. Yeah. Great. 
Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a lot of weird little things they maybe should have, like, ironed out. <laughs> but well, whatever. a lot of people were kind of speculating maybe it's because it's on so many other platforms that that's how, why it's not, like, the, the, like the usual, like, handhold that Xbox, PC kind of first-party stuff has is not there, but who knows. Yeah. Okay, um, next piece of news. This is where I heard of Skell Attack to begin with while pulling this news. Konami is uh, to be there. Konami is starting to publish smaller content um, from indies to roughly double A or whatever you want to call like um, people. Their statement is: We're looking to work with external studios of all sizes, up to double A and beyond. At some point, we're looking to complement what's going on in Japan. Dev teams in Japan are continuing to work on the Konami IP. We'll be continue to publish those titles. Uh, and the idea of what this program offers is for a chance at is the chance for us at Konami Europe and colleagues in the U.S. as well to find complimentary titles. So they're kind of staking in a small flag still into their part of the world or whatever, doing indie stuff for now. We'll see what that leads to. You know, I'm I guess I'm I'm totally fine with them doing this. Because yeah. I definitely don't want them to continue any of the games they already they have the rights to, like Metal Gear. Yeah, I mean there are rumors so, that they're selling those off to people like Silent Hill and Metal Gear, but there's yeah, nothing. Right. I would prefer that. I would like that to happen. Yep, um, for sure. So, I agree. Yeah, this was exciting. Kingdoms Amalur Re Reckoning is apparently going to be a thing. Did either of you play this game? No, nope. back in the day. I think I own this game, but I have not played it. Oh, I'm sure you own this game. At some point, it seems like it just came with anything <laughs> that you could buy at some point. Uh, so this is a game from a long time ago, from 2012, that uh, is basically like a single-player MMO RPG. But the re- right, thing- and it was supposed to be kind of like the lead-up to an MMO that they were going to launch. They were launching a huge, giant world. This was a huge project that was going to, like span books and whatever like they were making a whole universe or trying to Uh, yeah this has a crazy past because it was funded by that baseball player and the state of rhode island oh right (laughs) now i know what game you're talking about oh god yep uh it was third it was called the developers 38 studios yep Yep. uh i don't think they were the developer of this game they were the developer of the mmo i believe yes right there was like two developers in there but they were it was it was being funded primarily by some rich baseball player who I cannot remember the name of. I can't remember either. Uh, I'm going to look it up because I just need to know that. Yeah. Anyways, um, due for August 18th this year, apparently they're going to be doing a remaster or something of this game. I, I'll i jump back in. <laughs> I need to see what they do to it. And also, it might be kind of cool to revisit this thing. So I'm stoked. If you've never heard of this game before, maybe give it a Google. See, like it had some weird problems back I when, think his name is Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Yep. That's, that's the one. Yep. 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 That's him. Uh, and also the game wasn't that bad, honestly. If you like I did, I did RPG he, fantasy stuff. I, so like. Yeah, I heard it was okay. I think like a few years back, didn't they release a bunch or not a bunch, but there was a video put out of kind of just a flyover of like the, the work on the environment that they had done for the so. MMO. Yeah. I think that had come out. Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge undertaking, and it was just filled with weird problems going on. Do you, does it? Does this article mention who is putting it out? I'm kind of curious 
who gets money from this having the since the developer is no more uh apparently it's being developed by kaiko the studio that helped bring darksiders war mastered to life okay all right yeah it's 40 bucks so you know that's basically remaster prices right there yep this was given to us on the discord game gear micro either of you excited oh, for God. this for little got, game gears? dude have you read on this have you read up on this thing I've, I have read a little this, bit of this that. thing I mean, is yeah. hilarious. This is absolutely hilarious. All right. Please enlighten us. So the Game Gear Micro got announced uh, yesterday. It mm, is yeah. smaller. No, no. It was, uh, tu- it was Tuesday. It was, the, it was the late night Tuesday, the I thought. They, te- they teased it late night Tuesday, but the actual reveal about everything was yesterday because it was on the 3rd. Okay, because I'm pretty sure the first I saw about it was Tuesday. Yeah, uh, it's because it was Japan time. It was like 9 a.m. Japan time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a Game Gear that is about the size of a Joy-Con on its side. And okay. it comes yeah. in four different colors. There are four different versions, and each one has yep. four games on it. Yep. Yeah, that's what I don't like. I like the idea of a Game Gear Micro. Yeah. Like, I have a Game Boy Micro. Yeah. And it rocks. You have that on uh-huh. your desk. I'm actually very impressed. I love looking at this thing. This thing rocks. Um, so like I'm all for a Game Gear Micro. Um, what if what about sixteen of them? <laughs> Wait, are they making sixteen? I thought it was like they've four. only said four so far. <laughs> each each okay. each model has four different games on it. So if you want the yeah. entire so, yeah, library, you have to buy yeah. four of them, and they are fifty dollars. Can each. you even name sixteen games you would want for the Game Gear? As a as a collector of games, I I actually might only own sixteen Game Gear games. Yeah, I think I have like. Three. I have 28. One Never of mind. which is like a multi-pack. <laughs> I have 28. I mean, one of them is being uh, released, Gunstar Heroes. I would now, want that. Like, to be fair, the Game Gear was awesome. Like, that thing was so cool. That thing came out at a time, because it, it competed with the Game Boy Color, I believe? No, Game Gear, Game right? Gear was competing with the original Game Boy. Origi- okay, original Game Boy, but it was so much better. Like it was like Game Boy Advanced quality almost. Yeah, yeah. but for like that it screen, took especially six if you AA batteries. batteries and drained yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Oh, it ate so many batteries. But, like it had cool <laughs> so features. Like it literally had a like TV the- tuner on it. Like you could watch, you could okay, watch yeah, TV I didn't on know that it and one. everything. But I mean, you had to buy that part. But yes, you could watch TV on it. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure every time I played my Game Gear, it was plugged into yeah. a wall. No, that's that's the only way you could play that thing. Like somehow. It would it would like take six double A's and you would get like two hours out of that, which is insane. Like a Game Boy would use two and you'd have that for days. Game Boy was four. Why am I remembering two? You might be thinking Game Boy Pocket, was, which was two triple A's, and then and then maybe, the Game Boy Color mm-hmm. was two double A's. I'm thinking Game Boy Color because I didn't have a pocket. Uh, I'm thinking Game Boy okay. Color. Yeah, original Game Boy was four. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. What was the Advance? Uh, advance was two. Okay, see, that is definitely why I'm thinking, too, because those are the two ones that I had primarily. Yeah. No, they, they had stuff figured out at that point. Uh, but no, like, the Game Gear uh, Micro, the, the screen is 1.15 inches wide. So it is yep. Again, tiny. Like, I think I'm pretty sure it's smaller than the, the Game Boy Micro. Uh, they literally are selling an accessory that is just yep. a giant screen. You duct tape to it. 
or not duct tape, or like you strap on so you can actually see what's going on there. It's called like the big picture. It's just a magnifying glass, basically. To be fair, they sold that for the Game Boy as well. Yes, but the Game Boy had a bigger screen than 1.15 inches. I think think they went too small with this one. I think they pushed the idea of micro a little too much. Definitely. Honestly, my only problem with this is how you need to buy several of them to get the games, which has not been the case for these like mini consoles. It has been like, yo, here's 30 games. Here's like the 30 you want and you're good. And now, he, which that I would like that. Now here's the thing: I don't want to have a pocket full of Game Boy micros. I want one Game Boy micro. Yeah. To be to be honest, one Game Boy micro to look at. But yeah. if I was going to play it, I want one Game Boy micro that has you know the eight games I actually want on there. No, I agree with you here. Yeah, yep, uh, totally. I don't remember the full list of the of the games, but it basically boiled down to one was specifically like RPGs. Someone sent it to me last night. Let me <laughs> let, me, let me load up the list. Which is funny because, like, I know with the Game Boy Micro, it's like, yo, this thing is great for everything but RPGs because <laughs> you cannot read the text. Yeah, here we go. The 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 default black one. So, what North America people probably would think a Game Gear looks like: uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. uh, Poyo Poyo, yeah, Poyo Poyo Two, Outrun, yeah. and Royal Stone. So, pretty pretty even smattering of game types. Side note, real quick: Did did Japan have all of these colors? uh that i don't know i know that there are some because i didn't i don't think i've ever seen a a game gear that wasn't the like i have seen blue ones those are those were real those could come out over here too uh and i think Mm. i've seen red ones as well i can't remember that was a mod or not okay uh the the blue what do you guys think about the yellow having green buttons why is it's a little weird it's the only one that has like a different colored buttons no they've all got different colored buttons well, no, actually, no, you're right. Uh, no, the blue one does. They're all just kind of different shades of gray. The blue one does, and the yellow one does have different color. That's. Yeah, why are the buttons and the D pad the different colors? That's actually different. Yeah, because, like, on the blue one, it, it's gray. It's a lighter gray, but at least it's the same color as the D pad. Yeah. The yellow one, you know what it's making me think? Because it, it, since it has such a weird color, it's making me think maybe that was real and they have to kind of keep it that color. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they're referencing something. I could see that. Yeah, uh, the blue one has Sonic and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, which I'm not... What were you mentioning about that earlier, Paul, about Gunstar Heroes? That's the one I would want. It's on this... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Isn't that also... Weren't you saying it's coming to, like, Switch Online? Wasn't that a gun, Or it had? Well, Gunstar Heroes, this is the Game Gear version specifically, so it's single player. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it never came out in North America. Sylvan Tail, and uh, I can't tell what this last one is, because I have just the... Japanese Baku Baku Animal part. World Zookeeper Championship. Oh right, it's Baku Baku. <laughs> yeah, right, how do you, it's a, it's how a puzzle you not game. That, how do you not know that? Yeah. It's a puzzle game. Uh, yellow is all is all RPGs and tactics games because it's got Shining Force Gaiden, Shining Force Gaiden Two, Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict, and uh, the, the Puyo Puyo RPG cooking thing. The cooking one is a Puyo Puyo game, an RPG. What do you mean by cooking one? Where do you see cooking? I'm looking. It looks like there looks like a chef on the front and some kind of like like sauce covered dish behind them yeah it's a puyo puyo game okay i think we must be looking at different images uh and then the are you on i'm on 60th.sega.com oh, I, i'm just on G-G i'm just Micro. on like twitter someone sent me twitter images but they should have been directly from the oh, site okay uh and the red one has last bible last another last bible game those are both atlas games uh the game gear shinobi and columns I love columns. <laughs> okay. Columns is good. Yeah. I do not like columns. Okay. I don't like it. So, All right. If you had to pick one of these to have, which, which one do you the pick? The one with Gunstar Heroes. Yep. 
Easy. So the blue one? So here's the thing. If if the yellow one had all those games translated into English, I actually would probably pick that one. Okay. But uh, I don't even think they've announced that these are coming over to North love, America. Because you want to play a bunch of RPGs on this tiny Well, screen. no, because that means you're definitely going to get your bang for your buck because they're going to be long games. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess the, the one with the most variety... But then you're I, also stuck playing this thing for a long the, the, the time. The one with the most variety has got to be the black one because it's got OutRun, it's got a yeah. puzzle game, it's got a Sonic game, and it's got a, an RPG in it because I believe Royal Stone's an RPG. So, like, that's the most variety. Uh, gun, the blue yep. one's also kind of up there since it's got Gunstar, Sonic and Tails, and an RPG and a puzzle game. But, like, yeah, you the yellow one, you definitely gotta like RPGs and tactics games, and the red <clears> one is is kind of everywhere, too. I am surprised I did not add the I, other Game Gear Shinobi game on there, because apparently the Game Gear Shinobi games are actually really good. Hmm. All right, so first off, that magnifying thing straight up just says Sega Big Window. That's it, that's it, it the big window. It's the big window. Yeah. A great name. Um, how much would you pay for this? Does it say the price 50 on here? Bucks it's US. Yeah. That's too much. It is too yep. much, you're right. You're actually right. Way that's too much. much. Way too much. Holy smokes, that's too much. Yep. These should be, for four games... 20 bucks. These should be, tw- I was going to say 20 to 30, so yeah. I was going to say 25 sure. bucks. Yeah. I'll meet you at 25, yeah. Yeah. It, like, I'm hoping there's something else to it, because there's no way they come with the big window. I'm pretty sure you got to buy that separately. Uh, oh, for sure. And just yeah. having just four games and just being so tiny, like, mm. Wait, is this big window supposed to look like a CRT? Yes. Is that what I'm yeah. saying here? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually meant to be like this it's so. It, dumb. I think it actually turns it to the actual size of the Game Gear screen. It, it looks close to that. Man, does it have like? Did they have put anything new in here? Like, uh, I'm assuming it has a headphone jack. Yeah. Is that a mini HDMI port, or I is think, that the charge? I think that's port? the charge port. Because if this has okay. if this has HDMI support, then that's different. <clears throat> I mean, that would be cool. I would, you know, uh, you, we, we, I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of like mini handheld ones coming out sooner or later, like a, like a Game Boy Mini or whatever from the success of those other ones. That would be cool if they put in like an HDMI out, even if it was a micro HD, HDMI, um, kind of like the that analog pocket that was announced last year. Yeah, because that has a dock. Um, that'd be cool. Put it up on my TV. Like, why not? I don't know. Yeah. All right. These last two I put in here. Uh, EA games are coming to Steam, or they're already on Steam. Yep. Uh, so you don't have to have Origin now to play them. A bunch of them are also currently on sale. Uh, this also means that EA Access is coming to Steam, um, so you can like get in on that, uh, not having to go through uh, Origin. Yep. <clears throat> Good. Which is cool. Yep. I'm surprised they did that, but good for them. Yep. Um, that also means that Burnout Paradise Remastered is on Steam. Woo! So there's your public service announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this last one is that Slay the Spire for mobile finally got a release date and price. Yeah. Uh, it is coming this month to iOS for $10, which is more than I expected it would be. Uh, and Android later. I'm kind of surprised Whatever it took that long to get to. Yeah, this mobile. is taking quite a while. Yeah, yeah. 
Are you going to pick this up? Uh, but no, I already have it on Game Pass and the Switch. Yeah. Like, I'm if I'm I can just play it on one of those. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if I didn't have it on either of those, yeah, I would get that on mobile. Why not? That's a great game for sure. Agreed. Uh, all right, that is it for news. If people want to send in questions, they can do that. It's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. I'll read this first one from gray who says, do you feel like we're seeing too many remakes in the modern era? Any oversaturation or downsides that may be present as a result? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have the unpopular opinion of just like keep making remakes so new generations can t- try that shit out. But no, I'm I'm pretty much there. Yeah. Um, there is a there is a small selfish part of me that's like, you know, if I've already played it, yeah, I would I would love this developer to make something new for me. Yeah, you know, I you know I was saying that a bunch with like all the Switch ports when they kept bringing over all the Wii U games that I'd already played. Sure. Um, but I mean, the remasters just make business sense for sure. Like, why not? Um, it also keeps games that, you know, I might like and want to go back and play easier to go back to. Yep. I don't have to like bring out an N64 or whatever. I never played wonderful one Oh one and I installed it today. That's ready to go. So for, like, nice. yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of remaking stuff on, things that i don't have to dig out the closet to play well here's a question for you guys then how bad do you think the remake scene is going to be when the new generation starts do you think it's going to be be, as it is currently or do you think it's going to be significantly more you think we're going to see stuff from ps4 that's been out for a while ported over what are you expecting here we're going to see the last of us again (laughs) get ported Yeah, it's going to be egregious where there a bunch of stuff's going to get ported and remade for sure, but I'm still kind of okay with it. I want I'm wondering if Shadow of the Colossus gets remade again. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> uh I actually think that's kind of an interesting question cuz I bet it's going to be different than what we've come to expect since there is all of this smart upgrade. Yeah, that's stuff. true that like Microsoft talks about um, yeah. where they say, you know, you buy the game once you're going to get the better version for free. Well, that, that defeats the purpose of having a remake at that point. True. Right. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, three, four years from now when they've kind of stopped supporting the Xbox one that, you know, those titles just say Xbox on them. I wouldn't be surprised if like two years from now, they're still supporting Xbox one and the boxes just say Xbox because it works on, you know, it works on an Xbox. Obviously, it's not going to work on the original or the Xbox 360. But I'm, I, I truly think they're trying to get into this iPhone thing of like, we kind of have just one platform. It's going to work on eight different actual boxes. Yeah. Um, and it'll be this kind of sliding scale of like, which ones of these does it work on? If, if they're putting the support in there, much like, you know, phone games uh, or, you know, computer games, x86, all that kind of stuff. Um I just can't see them like pushing out like here is because they're already kind of doing like 4K remasters at this point. Yeah. For that, like the Xbox One, the PlayStation 4 Pro can do 4K. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
the 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 next consoles will make them look a bit better and, and run a bit better. And but we're already seeing Microsoft talking about how they're going to be supporting all the way back to the original Xbox. They're going to be adding in HDR to those games and also increasing the frame rate for some of those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sounds insane to me. I don't know how you do that. Um, but that sounds cool to me. So that just makes me think like they're kind of building in the need or no, we no longer need to remake games because uh, we're just kind of getting those bumped up anyway. Yeah. And also Last of Us 2, it's coming out so close to the PS5. Like, yeah. of course that thing's going to run on my PS5. Who knows if it'll run better. I would assume it would run better. I don't know if it'll look better. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out next week or whenever that PlayStation event is. <clears throat> yep. Okay. PVZ, PVZ Amps says, would you rather play a game that is constantly okay but otherwise unremarkable or a game that rapidly flip-flops between god-awful and amazing? Mm. that god awful part throws me off of my answer a little bit yeah. that's, i'm picking i'm picking that one the god awful and amazing one that seems like such a more interesting game yeah definitely yeah. Inter- more interesting true yeah probably that god awful is so bad but if it goes amazing after that i would have to see how it keeps doing it so yeah it it, it depends on how long the god awful and the amazing scenes are really True. Well, I think in this scenario, like let's assume like every hour bounces between the two. Yeah, like th- like it's evened out to to an, a degree that you're still gonna play through it to the point of like the consistently okay one, and you know it's just annoying enough, but you're still gonna play through it. Yeah. Like I just feel like the consistently okay one, it, it, it's those like middle of the road games. I've played a lot of those. Like, I don't even. I don't even know how to talk about this because it's just so like yeah blah like whatever. Um, but the God of Amazing one, like there, there's you can you can talk about like yo, and then this thing happened, and and then I got to the you know Knuckles Halloween stage, yeah. um, and then this thing happened, and like that's just way more. And there was just a bunch of like weird like spots in the middle where I don't like to talk about, but then that this amazing thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that. And that could also elevate, like, it could also be, like, this thing got even better. Like, the amazing part's even better because I just weighed through the worst yeah, part. Yeah, that's true. So my expectations were I real feel like low. this is literally the description of the game that, like, you gotta get X hours in before it gets good. It's, like, just, it's just that, but spread out. Yeah, something like, yeah, exactly. You know, you know it, I mean, I feel like a lot of games can be like that. There's usually, like, a pretty lame part. You know, we talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. We didn't like the sewer sections. Sure. Those are kind of yeah. sprinkled throughout. Uh, next one comes to us from Boko. What platform features would you like to see in the future? For example, the Uplay launcher tracks a few stats, at least for the Assassin's Creed games, like distance traveled and kills. But the most interesting one is that it tracks your main story completion, uh, completion percentage, which I feel like could help motivate people to actually finish the games. The two-part question. That's we'll great. I didn't one. know about this. Yeah, that's cool. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anything that does that. I mean, that makes sense. They're just reading the save file, so they, and they made the game, so they can kind of work with that. Yeah. Right. I, I just wish this was in like a, a per game basis. Like they should know what are the main story missions. Yeah. 
right? Like I would personally love this right now. I literally was just kind of complaining about, you know, a, a, an adjacent issue. Um, I wish the Xbox tracked how long I played a game. Hmm. The Switch does it, and I like having that feature, but the Xbox doesn't. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think something like that would be cool to see for all games, but I feel like that also might ruin the mystique of certain games where you don't want to know how much you have left. But I yeah. think those are like those are kind of edge cases in that situation. Yeah. And if I mean if it's also buried in a menu, like you just don't go that's, into the that's menu. That's fair, yeah. Optional, optional yeah. feature. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um I like the whole when they when they for Xbox One when they added like the achievement percentages based on the other players. So you can kind of look like, wait, 50% of players got this. How have I not gotten it yet? This is clearly an easy thing to get. Or when you finish a game and it's like only like 8% of people got the finish of the game achievement. It's like, wow, like, you you know, you can kind of see where people stopped playing the game. I find that kind of stuff interesting. For me, it's the time. Like you said, every platform should tell me how long I've been playing a game. That's standard. That should be standard. How would you, how would you like it if it told you, in relation to everyone else who's who played that game, what where on the percentile you like? Are you in the one percent? You played it like longer than everyone, or what about like something like that? No, I literally want you to tell me down to the minute how many how much time I spent in it, which is why I fucking hate. Right, the no, Switch. I got that. I'm, I'm saying like in addition, or here's another idea. Would you like oh. knowing how you compare to other people's game times? I don't care. It'd be no. interesting to me, but like I I wouldn't. I wouldn't force somebody to implement that on their platform, but if they did, I would use it. I mean, we're just coming up with hypotheticals. Here's another one. How would you like it if you could tell what was the most popular, like, time of day people played this game? That would be interesting, for sure. Like, hey, everyone's playing Resident Evil 3 Remake at 8 p.m., apparently. That's just the hotspot. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, there's 500 people in the world that only play it at 2 a.m. I think that would be kind of fun if you just that had these, like, fun. weird charts of, Yeah. Um, or like how much idle time, like how long did they play Resident Evil 2 not moving because they were afraid that Mr. X was outside or something? Sure, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of like the YouTube analytics where it tells you basically like, you know, which country, the the genders and everything of the the accounts that are coming to your stuff. I I, I want like all these weird little like comparisons. Basically kind of like, like I like that Telltale always did this. Sure. The, for the end of each of their episodes, like how did how did your answer relate to everyone else's? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I could be into more for that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah, I do like the like people that play this game also like these games or whatever. I really like that sort of stuff to like find new games I might like. So if that was just see, implemented I'm the opposite. Anytime there's like a recommendation, like hey, based on the games in your library, we think you'd like these. But because I know and I know I'm in like the one percentage of this, I have so many games in my library. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's just like five popular games that I've definitely heard of. It's mm-hmm. like, OK, thanks. Yes, I, I will get to the sequel of this other one at some point. But it's like not useful to me. Mm. Um, but I could see if you were more more casual, that definitely being useful for sure. Mm hmm. Uh, John, do you want to read this follow-up from Boko oh, yeah, as well? Uh, the follow-up question. You've been drafted to remake a movie, but the only actor you have access to is yourself. So you have to play every role. What movie do you remake? This is easy. Moon. Die Hard. Done. Die Hard. Die Hard? Okay. 
What makes you pick Die Hard? What makes you pick Moon? Explosions. <laughs> Moon is literally one dude. See, I was going to say uh, Buried, starring Ryan Reynolds. Sure. Because that's just him in a box the whole time. Yep. Uh, but that just, that's just like the easy answer. What's right? that movie with like multiple Kevin Costner? Is that Multiplicity? Just, just, oh, just, pick, just pick a movie yeah. where you already have to play multiple U's anyways, and it's just it's just easy. That would be pretty okay. good. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mrs. Doubtfire. It's pretty good. Yeah. What about Home Alone? <laughs> Beat yourself up the entire time. <laughs> Home, Home Alone's a good, good one too. I do like I do like that. Yeah, you're laying traps for like yourself in a mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Home Alone's very strong. Okay, what about like kind of kind of around the same boat, Scott Pilgrim? Oh my god! Play the seven evil exes and the girlfriend. So yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> That'd be <Exactly>. good. <laughs> That'd be good. I'm trying to date myself. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Someone says Jack and Jill. Oh. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, VGC Kenny writes a novel that says. <laughs> okay. And ima- imagine an exceedingly rare game slash a game that isn't out, but you want it to be out slash your dream game. Okay. Basically a game that little to no people have. Okay. It doesn't matter what it is. Say you see it available in a store for $60 American. You go to purchase it when suddenly an evil <laughs> genie reveals themselves to you. Okay. They tell you that the only way for you to get this game and keep it would be to steal it and not get caught for a week. Okay. And not only will you get to keep the game, it becomes available to the public at the $60 American price point. The mythology of thievery is up to you. uh, Sorry, is up to your discretion. Would you steal the game? Uh, This would be a week from when you steal it. So if you need to plan, plan. Also, you can involve others, but they can't get caught either. And you can play the game before the week is up. Just be sure no one who isn't involved involved knows you're playing it. Wow. Okay. Let's let's let's, let's work. Okay, first okay. off, no. First off, no. <laughs> okay. If a genie uh, appears yeah, think, to me and tells me no. I have to steal something, I'm like, all right, this this is monkey paw. I'm out of here. Yeah, I was thinking this is some monkey paw shit going on right here too. Wow. What I'm what I'm caught hung up on okay. is not and not only will you get to keep the game, it becomes available to the public at the $60 yeah, price. So <laughs> so so if I don't steal it, a week later it comes out and then I can buy it like a normal No, no, person? no, no, you have to steal it for it to become available to everyone else. You're in a you're in a Robin Hood situation where by you stealing it, everyone else gets to get it. But if you don't, it it okay. remains this impossible to pick up object. But I can still buy it. Just no one else would get it. No, literally, no one can get it. You, the, I, I don't understand. It's available in a store for sixty dollars. I know this is the confusing thing. Like, so can I? The buy price it tag is I a lie. Is it. what the question's telling you. Okay. So it's telling that you try to buy the game, but the shopkeeper says no, you can't buy the game. 
but, you must steal this from yes. me. He's holding it with his with his palm open, yeah, exactly, he, like a like a stone. Yeah, and he is like, you must take the stone from my hand. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So the way this is presented, it's actually scary as fuck, and I don't want anything <laughs> to do with this situation. Yeah. No. 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 There's no way. Like, if a if a genie, if a cur- like a, an evil genie shows up, I'm like, no, I'm out. I don't care. It's cool that you exist, but no, I'm good. <laughs> is the genie and the old man, you know, the old wise man that I've formulated in my head, who is fake selling me this game? Are they in on this together? Yes, like they they know about yes. each other. There's no way. Okay, why would it, why would it be for sale in the shop for sixty bucks otherwise? Why would it even be like why would it even pretend it was in sale? Like it's clearly it's like it's a front. It's a magic front. Can I try to rework okay. this in a way that maybe makes sense to me, and maybe okay. like it gets rid of the whole process of this? So, you, I mean, I think you can't you can't change the rules, but no, if you want to, like, this work is the idea. In a thought Let's say that you're like you are a person who is working or like is able to see like a prototype of a game that you know is going to be the best game ever. The company is deciding to not put it out, so you could steal it and put it out. Essentially, I don't want anything to do with genies. Is what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, then Shantae's going to be very upset with you, Paul. You have to. The genie's part of this. It's the, it's the question. Okay, like, then no, I'm not here. dealing with any weird fucking ethereal anything for a fucking video game. All right. Paul doesn't believe in genies. But, News at e- eleven. E- but even if it's your like favorite, uh, clearly it's like your favorite dream game. Like this is the game, the perfect game for you. I don't like that the genie knows my dream game and is taunting me it's with it. It's a genie. Like, I, I, yeah. yeah, I'd be surprised if it didn't know my dream game. I, no, I can't. I don't deal with genies. It's been a rule of mine since day one. I gotta stick to it. So, like, is like the answer here some kind of like, well, I wait until night and then I smash the window and take it? Like, is that kind of like a, a possible answer here? Or we're talking about how you like- would steal it? <laughs> yeah isn't that like kind of the whole point is like how are you going to steal the game i guess so because he's saying you see it available in a store so you're gonna just smash the window at night and grab it and leave <laughs> yeah also you have it says you can't get caught for a week yeah that's like i feel like after like easy. a couple days you're probably in the clear if you don't get caught right away you're in the clear for like stealing a video game nobody gives a shit right yeah like i don't think the GameStop cops are gonna hunt me to the ends of the earth I feel like if the original question was like this game is like an impossibly high amount of money, like a million dollars to buy because it's like the only one of its existence, that would make a bit more sense with the question. Well, I mean, I, it could still be that for whatever reason. Well, you just told me the price tag is fake. So, I mean, well, yeah. So I'm just saying like if we, if we, made, the, if we made the price tag real, then the stealing makes more sense. So if this was a Robin Hood situation... Would you steal a game and then like release it to everybody after you're done playing it? If that's what we're getting at. It's not even like it's not even you releasing the game. It's a scenario in which this person knows you have to steal it, but you need to be so good at it that you have impressed them. So they're like, way to go. You have you have outdone me. Right. I will. I will. I will give my riches to all. It's like. But if, it's a if genie. We put this in Robin Hood terms. Which means you'll never impress the them. evil king. Yeah. This is the evil king being like, Here, here's all my gold, Robin Hood. C- come get it if you can. And if, But there's no way you're going to get past, you know, my riddles three. But if you do, <laughs> nah. you know, gentleman's, gentleman's bet here, we will shake hands if you can get past it. 
I'll give it to everyone. You will be the successor. I don't shake hands with genius. Right? Tell me a lot yeah. about you today, Paul. <laughs> I fucking hate genies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Hey, Paul. You can sit down, man. Like, you don't need to like stand up. Like, you got it. You hate genies. Yeah. That's what I mean, though. Is like you're never gonna impress a genie if that's who you're stealing from. There's something sinister going on if that if this is a magical cause. There's something sinister going behind there. All right. Well, then, do you want to read this last question, Paul? No. <laughs> it's not about genies. It's not about Last question. <laughs> Lineback says. What would your dream house be like in terms of rooms, layout, and location? Dream it have, house. It would have dedicated rooms to arcades and stuff like that. It would have a lot it more would, room. Okay. Okay, first things first. It would be paid off forever. Also I wouldn't that. have to pay anything <laughs> on it, ever. Well, they didn't say in terms of like how much it costs. You're only allowed to do terms of rooms, layout, and location. Location wise, the moon. <laughs> yeah, you you have to pick a place that doesn't have like banks. I guess the moon. The moon. Uh, true. Um, the moon doesn't have banks. I want it. I want it to be like in terms of thinking location. I, I don't want it to be like way out in the suburbs like it takes like an hour to get to downtown city yeah i want like a 15 minute drive to downtown yeah. so that i can kind of get be- the best of both worlds that was that was my that was my uh, house growing up is it's like a 15 minute drive to get to downtown calgary yeah and that was perfect because i could like if i needed to get downtown i could i could bike there in like 30 minutes but i was also pretty kind of suburbsy so it was like quiet yeah yeah for sure <clears throat> i I agree with you on that, but I think I would want something a little bit more outside of town. I would, I would like like a mountainside like villa style location. Assuming okay. you don't have any like the negative aspects that come with that. Uh, I would want a pool, but I wouldn't want to take okay. care of the pool okay. if that makes sense because those things are nightmare yep. to take care of. <laughs> yep. What if you had a pool boy? Sure. Or a pool genie. Oh my god! How dare you! <laughs> I'm just gonna get a, I'm just gonna no, get a no, Roomba no, no, and attach a squeegee to it. There we go, done. <laughs> I think they make like water. Roombas I think they do. That, like, Some, something that, like that. Like, drive around. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, no. I room wise, I would just I would want like enough room for us to have like the proper size offices we need. A great great guest room or two for if we ever had company over, which we probably would if we had a house like that. And uh, yeah, like enough room to have like the game room I've always wanted with like arcade machines everywhere, pinball tables everywhere. And then just like bookshelves and stuff. Mm -hmm. I would want every room to have an ethernet jack. Yes. Yep. For sure. Like I barely even, I barely even need Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I've just, the walls are just full with, of cable. I've, I've almost made a Faraday cage here. (laughs) Um, the pool would be nice. That means the location, like, are you, are you making this makeup made up location where you're basically kind of still in Calgary, but like because it's cold for a pool, or are you in a hotter climate? I, like I guess the problem is I would have to be in a hotter climate. But if I'm doing like a mountainside <clears throat> villa, you gotta you gotta go real far south for that to be warm. Yeah, I mean, like there's mountains around here. It's just uh, you know they're not like snow capped. 
Right. Yeah, I would. I would want a, a slightly warmer climate. I don't mind snow, but like you're right, a mount like like that kind of villa on like the side of a mountain in winter is gonna be fucking cold and snowy, and you'd have to worry about like. I feel like and stuff. if I if I'm having a pool, I also want a hot tub. That's sure. fair. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I want hot hot tubs are so great. Um, someone's saying heated pool. Yeah, can I just have like a pool that can change temperature with on like within ten minutes? That's called a bathtub. True. I guess. Yeah. But well, yes, but no, I want like yeah, a no, like a heated that, pool is great. He, yeah, uh, but the thing is, I want it to be able to get cold if I want it, like on a hot day. Um, with a water slide that uh, you can slide off the roof into the pool. That'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. One of those pools that has like a grotto, like with a Playboy Mansion kind of grotto-y like cave yeah, system. for sure. Yeah. With a TV in there. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Air conditioning? I'll take air conditioning. I'll take air conditioning and central heating. Yep. I would love that as someone who lives in a, a, a horrible apartment. That <laughs> <has> neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that's going to do it for questions. If you guys want to send in questions for next week, it's topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Uh, I forgot what I played this week. Uh, Monster Train! <laughs> nice. What's the golf? I don't know, man. Apex? <laughs> okay. Played some Apex this week. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you haven't checked out our Patreon, we're playing Observation this month. Nice. So if you're interested in hearing us talk about that, uh, we'll be doing that at the end of the month. Uh, and also, if you didn't catch our One Step from an Eden episode, that went live last week. So go take a listen to that uh, to hear our thoughts on that one. Otherwise, we will be back next week. See you guys later. Stay safe, everybody.